Hey y'all, Greg here in the well with my partner in crime and maybe Grace. No, just crime. Mike, Mike Steele, he's here. And uh, the session has asked us numerous times to uh, do our best to communicate what's been happening. And so this is kind of a state of the church report. And uh, it's at the end of the year. And, you know, we're going to try to avoid... This may uh, disappoint you, but anecdotal stories and more just get into what happened, um, how we understand what happened with things like numbers. And um, we're going that way because we want the story to be objective and we want it to be factual and true and uh, repeatable and that you can feel confident in it. Second thing about this story is it's really um, a God story. Um, one of the things Michael do when he goes into this is he'll share some context, uh, what's happening in our presbytery and nationally, um, what churches are experiencing. And by the grace of God, um, we're experiencing some unusual things that yeah, we've worked hard to partner with God, to keep up with God, but he's doing all the heavy lifting. Lastly, I want you to think of this report as a thank you note um, to you because God works, but he rarely works without people. And numerous people have gotten out on the limb with us, have said, we trust that God's speaking, God's working. Uh, we trust that this vision that we're, we're driving into is from God. And because of that trust, we're seeing some really, really cool things. Now, I'm going to give it to Mike. Mike's going to do most of the presenting. And um, thanks. Thanks, Mike. Take it away. Greg mentioned that uh, the session had asked us to report back. And as we were prepping for this state of the church presentation, we really saw it turn into a story. And I want you, if you're listening right now, watching right now, to be listening for a story of hope. Like Greg mentioned just a few minutes ago, that God's writing a story right in front of us. And that Northminster, everyone here, we're a part of that story. You're going to hear a story of the power of unity, how we are all united through Christ under this big step vision. You're going to hear a story about where we were last year at this time and where we are now. You're going to hear about the power of team and getting rid of silos. You're going to hear, like Greg mentioned, an objective as possible story. We're trying to be measurable. Um, but you can also see it if you come into worship, if you come into the church, you're, you see what we're talking about. You're going to hear a story of your adaptive leadership at this church and culture change that has taken place. And you're going to hear a story of trust and what happens when we can take some risks and experiment together. So for some context, last year heading into 2022, um, we got some numbers from the Presbytery, uh, the Cincinnati Presbytery, and 
there were 67 worshiping communities total. And of those 67 worshiping communities, 46 of those churches had under 50 in attendance last year. So that's 69, 70% of the churches. 18% of the churches had between 51 and 100 in attendance. 8% had 101 to 200 in attendance. And 6%, only four churches had over 200 as their average attendance. So what that tells us is that almost all churches in this presbytery are experiencing universally low attendance. And we also know that a lot of churches are experiencing low finances. Those are almost universally experienced as well. So Mike, this isn't just a Cincinnati Presbytery story. Not this at all. Is... It's a small subset of numbers, but it, it gives you a, a picture of what's happening across America right now in churches. Yeah. Thanks. So in 2022, really at the end of 2021, in October of last year, we took a big step. And our, our vision was that Northminster would take a big step to ensure that we would grow into vital, engaged, and faithful outposts for Christ and our community for the next 50 plus years. And in 2022, Northminster took a big step out. Big step big out. Big step. So th this started with Northminster Online. And when we talk about Northminster Online, it's everything that's online with Northminster. That's the easiest way to think about it. So here are some numbers for you. Our modern worship live stream has 108 unique viewers per week on average, which all but doubles this, this service. Our traditional live stream has 75 unique viewers per week on average. Northminster church.org, our website, had 27,000 people visit our website last year. And what's cool is we had someone from every single state, including Hawaii and Alaska, visit our website last year. Puerto Rico? Uh, I'd have to go back and look, but 50 states, you know. Let's not get political here. I don't know. Well, it's a territory, right? Yeah. I don't know how that all works. Okay. I need to go back to history class. But We'll find out in our next podcast or video. We're going to get that for you. But well, it is not just America, right? No, we've also had, it's been cool. We know Luke Kellett was studying abroad Scotland. in Scotland, and we saw that he was watching. We have a bunch of different countries represented, uh, which is really it's neat. kind of cool. So, yeah, so this year we had 27,000 people visit our website versus 15,000 people last year. And we have 930 total downloads of the Northminster app which means people are going deeper. We also started our community podcast, which has over 400 listens, where we are sharing stories of what God is doing. We've restructured our website to reflect the vision of the church and to have next steps in mind. So you see plan your visit and things like that on our website. And we'll talk a little more about that in a few minutes. And we've also been spending $10,000 of Google's money, not of Northminster's money. We got a what do you call that? Thank you, Google. Yeah, thank you, Google. That was my Google sign. Thank you. That works. But we got Google ads um, for free. We're not actually spending that money ourselves, but that's helping us, helping people to find Northminster online. Which is pretty awesome. So one of the things that I, I want to say about this is um, I had to be dragged into this at online, schmonline. You know, I just didn't think it would make a difference. Almost every week I have... Uh, two or three people thanking me that 
Um, and I, I don't tell you about that. <laughs> they thank me, and I, I receive their thanks. Mike doesn't know about it, but really thanking us that we have an online ministry, whether they're sick or they have a ton going on that week or they're searching uh, for they're a church. out of town. Yeah. Almost all of our uh, visitors and guests, they make use of our online platform either to just find out about us or to do a little, is this church for real? Um, are they normal folks? And I just got to believe it's a big part of why we're experiencing growth. I agree. And another big part is we spent time this year building relationships through outreach. We've done a ton of outreach this year in our community through the Fall Fun Fest. We had our student ministry team go to prom, Finneytown's prom. We had the egg hunt. We had Friendsgiving, the tree lighting celebration a couple weeks back. We had the concert series and the Christmas concert last night. We had movie nights on the lawn, the Super Bowl party, vacation Bible school, the women's retreat. We went to football games. We walked and served in the homecoming parade. Um, we outreached through Connect Day and many more things. So we're spending a lot of time um, building relationships with people in our community this year. And that's not nearly everything. I mean, I don't even think that included the tree lighting. Did I miss that? You did. I tree did lighting, miss that. Tree lighting celebration, yeah. I don't see the picture. Oh, well, there it it's is. probably the biggest picture. Second <laughs> biggest. We, uh, this year, we helped visitors take their next step. So when we talk about getting rid of silos, our next steps and what Mark Kremsar helps out with um, is everything that we do online connects to everything that we have going on in person. When someone visits the church, we want to be intentional with connecting them to a small group or connecting them to a different ministry group in the church. And the cool thing is these numbers actually are inaccurate because we had a bunch more visitors come this past week, this weekend um, to visit. But as of last week, we had 143 visitors that we totaled for. Um, we have 42 active non-members. Greg, what do you call active non-members? I can't tell. You can't I tell? Mean, I mean, something with the word chronic. In it. Chronic visitors, something like that. Yeah. And then as of today, we have 21 new members at Northminster this calendar year. On December 18th, we're going to have 13 more people join the church. So I'm not great at math, but I think that's 34 new members this year. Yep. First time I know since I've been here, I think... The graph makes it look like since 1975, we've experienced net growth. And um, so whether, um, you know, however you take that, I hope you feel encouraged. And again, this is, this is a God thing. Um, you just can't make this happen. And really where I see God um, is just... If you come here on Sunday and you just kind of stand against the wall and you listen to the noise and get a, get a feel for, um, I don't know, the spirit, um, no one seems to want to leave. Everybody wants to stay and catch up with each other. There's good things happening. Great things. This year, we also took a big step together. Our kids' ministry doubled, plus a little more. In 2021, we were averaging seven 
kids in our kids' ministry on Sunday mornings. Right now, as of today, we're averaging 18 kids in our kids' ministry. We also made two strategic hires. We hired Angela Warzelbacher and Katie Dashley as kids' ministry assistants to support that growth. Our student ministry also doubled. In 2021, we averaged 13 students at their programming. And as of today, we're averaging 26 students in our programming. We also made another couple strategic hires to support that growth. We hired Casey and Katie Dashley is doing kind of a hybrid role between kids ministry and youth ministry. And we kicked off some new ministries. Uh, We saw a demographic hole with um, our young adults. We have middle school, high school, and then there's, there was a drop-off. And Solomon and his team saw this hole as well, and they started Northminster Young Adults, NYA as we call it. They've been getting together for a number of months now. And they've had as many as 14 uh, young adults come to this ministry. We have a number of uh, young adults at the church who are helping and a part of this ministry. We also kicked off Embrace Grace, which is discipleship for young moms. And we redid our women's retreat this year um, and had it fully created by uh, members of Northminster, which was really, really cool. Oh, two ahead. This year, we encouraged community through groups. Right now, we have 170 active people in groups at Northminster. On Mondays and Sundays and Wednesdays and Fridays, almost every day of the week, we have, we have groups going on. And that's about 82% of our Sunday attendance we have active in small groups. And that doesn't include um, our youth ministry small groups, our Maple Knoll small group, our young adults small groups, because they're kind of their own thing. And so that's how we get the 82% number. But I would have never thought that any church um, that I was part of would have 82% of its Sunday morning attendance also showing up in small communities where they're Mm -hmm. getting connected and growing. And this goes back to that conversation about silos, how we're getting rid of silos, because this is connected to next steps, right? So we have people who are coming. We had a young couple come a couple weeks ago for the first time they've come back. um, And their first comment to myself, they said, we're looking for community. So we're getting them involved through Next Steps, through Laura McGrath. Um, We're getting them involved in a small group right away. And that's bringing people back to Northminster to learn more. It's pretty awesome. And this year we served on teams at Northminster and in our community. We've been talking about how we need people to reach more people. And this year our church stepped up. You all stepped up for events. We had the Fall Fun Fest, the Egg Hunt, the Tree Lighting Celebration, Homecoming Parade, Super Bowl Party, and all those other outreach events we talked about just a few minutes ago. Our church stepped up in ministries like the kids ministry, the production ministry, the student ministry, Northminster Young Adults, and groups on the care team and 50 plus in the music ministries and guest experience. Our church also stepped up for our community through Wiz Kids, through the jail ministry, through football dinners, through Valley Interfaith, through Connect Day, through the Guatemala team, through Angel Tree, through the Finneytown schools. This year, our church stepped up on teams to serve at Northminster and in our community. Yeah, if you thought about um, our staff, you'd almost say half of our staff, maybe more, unpaid volunteers just Mm -hmm. stepping up and doing things. I think about our new members 
you know, they're already essentially members by the time uh, they sign on the dotted line. They're already involved in the mm -hmm. ministries of the church. They're already uh, committing themselves and their gifts to the church. It's exciting to see this happen, a commitment to groups and teams. Yeah. And this year, in 2022, we cared for our congregation, and our congregation cared for each other. We, this year, we, we formed our care ministry team, and we had, we have a number of different groups at Northminster, like the deacons, Susan and Trudy in the office, right? We have um, Jim Dickerson and Jane Whalen right now, who are, who are all different inputs, are hearing things and caring for our community our community. Greg as well as part of that team. And this year we decided that we needed to, excuse me, we needed to develop a system uh, with a mission that we wouldn't let people slip through the cracks, right? So we want to care for all ages and all stages at Northminster. So we, we've taken steps towards that and we've really cared for our community. This year we hired, actually a couple of weeks ago, we hired Daniel and he's going to be our new director of congregational care starting in January. And we're excited as well that we're going to have a congrega congregational care intern this year, Lydia, who is Solomon, our um, director of student ministries wife. She's in school right now for pastoral care and we're excited that she is going to be working right alongside Daniel to help care for our congregation here at Northminster. Oh. Yeah, I, I hope that in the weeks to come, you can get to know Daniel. He comes with incredible experience in congregational care and, um, you know, spent years uh, working as a chaplain for hospice. And so he is absolutely not a warm body who wants to do a few visits with this time. He comes bringing care and ministry and grace. And Lydia will often be with him. And what a team that'll make. We're excited for that. And in 2022, we took a big step up as a church. This year, we emphasized leadership development. Um, we rolled out a whole new officer training for that was about four weeks worth of officer training. We had our leadership summit this year with Todd Bolsinger who came in and we had 18 different churches represented at that leadership summit. And we're continuing to streamline and simplify our governance so that we can be doing ministry rather than bureaucracy. This year in 2022, we made a lot of facility changes that support our vision. We made updates to the kids wing through the big room, we're calling it. Rooms one and three are now called the big room. We updated our basement the well kitchen. We got a new shed outside to make room for new ministries and activities. We updated all the traditional lighting. We have the new Adirondack chairs and fire pits outside. We have our cry room um, that's in the library. We added a couple pieces there and we updated room five. There's also things that we've done around the building that aren't on this list, like the, what are those doors called? Barn doors. Barn doors. Barn doors. There's a great story about that too. Uh, the bathroom upgrades. Yeah, we, we've done we a thought lot. the pictures would be a little weird of the bathroom. to include yeah. in this, but um, people appreciate them, and our goal is to have you know a, a reasonable, small maybe project uh, going almost every month, yeah. and so when you come here, you get a sense that 
we are doing everything we can to be good stewards of this church and making sure the church supports the vision. And so that's why you see a lot of emphasis on rooms that support the step out or the step together. And, uh, and we're th- excited about it. I think of, so Jason and Kathy have been doing a great job with our facility. But one of the things I love is we're John Zimmerman, right, is helping out a lot with yeah. facility stuff. And Tony Trotta is helping a lot. And Kenny Burke and Bob Abbott, we have a whole team. What are we calling? We're kind of calling them the campus team, right, who have all these skills. And they're, they're using those skills around our building to help make it a, fa- a visional facility for the future. This month, well, really the last six weeks here at Northminster, we've eclipsed our pre-COVID average attendance, which is really, really exciting on Sunday mornings. Say that again with more enthusiasm. This month, this we, month, this month, we eclipsed our pre-COVID. I can't talk today. We eclipsed our pre-COVID average attendance in worship. See, he's too excited. Too excited. To what talk. I was looking for is this month, we've done something I didn't think could happen. We've eclipsed our pre-COVID average attendance. That's why we make a good can team. You, can you? Well, my job here is to keep us moving. Okay. That, that was really good. That was really good. Okay. So in, in 2022, uh, here's a look at our, our in-person attendance. So December of, so this year, right now, the last six weeks, we've averaged 119 in our modern service and 112 in our traditional service. In December of 21, last year, we were averaging 92 in our modern service and 104 in our traditional service. So that's about a 30% increase for modern and a 7% increase for traditional. Super excited about both because in our traditional service, um, we also had 20 members pass away from that. So we're still seeing growth even with some of the people that we've lost at our church. Yeah, I didn't think we'd see any growth in the traditional service, and we have. And you can feel the growth in the modern service. Um, If you don't come on time, you're probably sitting up front looking at the screen like this. So, one of those great problems to have. Yeah. This year, we've lost loved ones, but we've also gained new family members. Um, this year, our church lost 21 members, but we've gained 34 new members. And that doesn't include our active non members. So, we also have 42 active non members. So, for the first time in a while, we're seeing net growth, which is really exciting. And those losses aren't um, people who've, who've left because they don't agree with the vision or something like that. They're people who've been called home, and they're our brothers and sisters. And um, yeah, every annual report that's honest is bittersweet. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, when you see that number 21, my guess is you don't think of numbers, you think of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also want you to do that with that number 34. Um, those are real people with real worries and concerns that love real children and um, are just trying to do this life well. Yeah. And this year, 
which I can't believe it still was 2022, our organ caught on fire and our church made the best of it. Of course, it happened on a preschool Sunday with all those new families and kids, but our church rallied and made the best of that situation. And thankfully, there really wasn't much other like long ongoing things. It was one of my more exciting Sundays. It was fun. You know, I had a command decision to make and it was really kind of easy because of all the support and wisdom coming in at me. Um, but it was the first time um, I've been at a church that's truly on fire, literally on fire for the Lord. And speaking of, in 2022, we've mentioned this a couple times, we experienced net growth for the first time since 1975. Now I'm going to turn it over to you to say it with a little... Yeah, this, this is just unbelievable. So I just want you to get quiet. Net growth, first time since 75. That's a God thing. We could, these are things beyond us. Mm-hmm. And um, so you see, you can show enthusiasm by being quiet or by being energetic. You can vote online which works better, quiet or energetic. I'm going to keep us moving here. I got okay. nothing. Yeah. But we also believe God is up to something big in 2023. We're not done yet, and we believe God's not done yet. Yeah. Why don't you take it? So here's, um, here's the last picture. This is all good and well, but if it doesn't continue, if it doesn't sustain, then, then it was a lot of effort Um you know, to allow us to give this state of the church report. And this is what I think we have. We have this little plant. Uh, you know, it's got a little bit of soil around it, a little bit of dew on the leaves, uh, just two leaves, it looks like, and, and one baby leaf. And um, it takes a church to protect the vision. And uh, my sense is if you know, this doesn't happen without us being Christ-centered, God-honoring. You know, I think about um, the Westminster Catechism. What is our chief end? Our chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him. And so um, I really want us to, and I think we all do, want to be part of that glorifying God putting the spotlight on God, on Jesus' Son. And so it's going to take remaining Christ-centered and focused on that. It's going to take us um, a number of people, most of our people, to be called into ministry and mission and vision, to walk out on that limb with those who are already out there to take the chance of believing that God is doing something and we can all be part of it. And so uh, I hope that you'll celebrate as you've heard some of this stuff. There are so many ways we want to do things better, uh, improve. We've got the vision we don't always have the capacity, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of time, uh, but we have the vision. 
And so, um, but we invite everybody to either continue walking out on that limb with us, trusting God that we can become a church that's a vital, engaged, faithful outpost for Christ, for this community, in this community, uh, for the next 50 years. It's going to take us being focused, having some leadership backbone, and trusting God for some things. So I hope you'll be part of that. Yeah, this, this annual report, this state of the church really started out as a report, but I, I really feel the hope as we're looking back at yeah. this year. And we want to leave everyone with a question. There it is. What's your biggest takeaway from 2022? It doesn't have to be included in the report. But what I'd like you, if, you, if you're engaged, you, what you'll do is you'll email that to Mike, not to me. I've been told I don't have the spiritual gift of emailing, but Mike does. And I will, uh, I will endorse that he does not have the spiritual gift of emailing. But yeah, send us an email. Um, I'll, also, I'll also include a link um, right below that you can click. We'd love to know what is your biggest takeaway from 2022 this year at Northminster. Hey, thanks, and have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas.